0: Okay, Boker Tov, we'll continue in the Safer Dasa Spiros. Today's class is sponsored by Sammy Polster on the yard site of his father Dov Ben Svi Halevi. So, Shamash an Aliyah, from the learning that we do and the people who listen online to this class. Okay, we're just finishing the idea of. I always feel bad with the Friday people that only hear once a week. No, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, trying to uh, yeah, but uh, so you're trying to uh, not get lost in the middle of the ocean of Torah over here. We've been talking about for the last three uh, days the idea of the concept of shviras haolamos which is breaking of the worlds and destroying the worlds which in a simple, oversimplified version means that Hashem brings all kinds of wonderful energies in the world and um, people have to have the ability to retain the energy and if the energy is too much a person feels they can't handle it and therefore they, uh, that energy can be destructive where a person fails to live up to promise that exists and uh, just like if you overheat an engine it explodes or it just stops so therefore when Hashem gives us so when Hashem created the world he did it in a system that the can't handle the energy we fail and then we build it back up the analogy we gave is a plate. If you put too much food on the plate, it spills over. So what do you do? You have to get a bigger plate. And often Hashem does that, so we know we'll have to get a bigger plate. And um, and there has to be a perfect balance between the energy that Hashem brings and our ability to accept and use that energy in the best way possible. But Hashem purposely created that imbalance, so that will be the again no different. Again, another analogy of of exercising. The muscles can only take so much weight on them. And what happens if there's too much weight on the muscles? It fails. It fails. But but then what happens again when we when we train? So let's say first time you go with the trainer and he puts on a few weights, he's sees what you can bench press. So he can easily bench press 100 pounds. Okay, so you do that. But then he puts on another five pounds. And that's the point, you can't go more than that. You try and it doesn't work. Now thank God he's there to lift up the weight so it doesn't come crushing down on your chest. But if there's nobody there to lift you up, Mm -hmm. it comes crushing down on your chest. and Because there's too much weight. Now, but if you can lift up that weight, what does that do? That strengthens the muscle. And that's a good thing for your muscle. It's a good thing to have that pressure, having to pick it up. It breaks the muscle, actually. Yeah, it breaks the muscle, but then it rebuilds the muscle. So why does Hashem do that to teach us it's the same thing with our spirit Shem gives us energies it's a weight so to speak that we have to bear and if it's the right amount we bear it properly if it's too much we have a lot of trouble with it and then we fail and we feel we're not worthy etc etc but that's all part of the system of sin and then of tshuva of returning and fixing things up so so the very last piece over here, it's even less than a page, is the idea of the, the root of the breaking of the eyes. It seems there's a concept of breaking of the eyes. Now, it's very difficult, the Arizal over here, but the practical application makes a lot of sense. The Arizal says that this breakage is a mushal of the lights of the eyes, that a Kurdish Hu as it were, took a look at the creation. That's what the Arizal says. And what does that mean? Well, let's think about it. When we look at our own eyes, what our, where are our eyes and what do our eyes do? Well, our eyes, first of all, are in a very high place. It's very interesting. Hashem put our eyes here, he didn't put them on our feet. Think about it put them on our knees perspective would be a very low perspective. But up up on our heads, it's a very amazing perspective we can really see you have to have little holes in your knees so you can see (laughs) little holes here well you got holes in your head (laughs) what does it matter to God where does does it matter where does it matter for God to put the holes our clothes are only based on the way our body was created if Hashem would have put us eyes on our knees we would have shorts that's right That's, that, right. that's all there is they're to, they're to it short. Don't but anyway so there were, when a person looks at a certain area he wh- why, what is the idea of looking at something now we don't ever pause and think what are we doing when we're looking at something well really you are connecting to something and very deeply when you're looking at things now, that, that's, I mean, what's the purpose of having sight? So, on a simple level, okay, really simple, you're driving a car and you have eyes. Why? You have eyes to see what is it they really want to see. You want to see your safety. You never think about it. It's, true. it's so automatic, you take it for granted. But your eyes are, are doing a lot of work, it's not just a camera. Because the eyes are telling you, don't go in that lane. You're going to get into an accident. And you're very focused on what you're seeing. uh, And it it penetrates into your mind. And that's why it's really important that your eyes are up here as opposed to down there. Because you have to see as much as possible of this world out there. And uh, you see somebody with a gun. Well, I'm running away. You see somebody who's in trouble, I'm running there to help them. So the eyes produce this connection between the person and something else, and it will produce some form of a deep connection, at least a deeper connection of understanding the situation, where uh, it could be that you want to get close to a certain destiny, or you want to avoid something that's very terrible. But your eyes are very connecting and they're a major tool as we've learned already in the midst of tzitzis where we're told Mm -hmm. don't stray after your hearts and after your eyes because our eyes really are consumers. It's a tool of consuming. We're consuming a reality beyond us and we are connecting to a reality beyond us. And that's why mystically we're saying that God's breaking of the worlds has to do with his eyes because he is very much connecting to this reality. Okay, that's on the first level. But now he goes a little bit deeper over here and he says, so what is the nature of the eyes that always when a person is looking at something, the eyes grasp the, a specific item which is physical. Physical. Okay, we're grasping it. We're, we're we're looking at it, and we're connecting to it. Something that's very physical, and this is where your eyes can get you into trouble. Because what are you seeing? Physical. What are you connecting to that which is the superficial connection, or are you connecting to that which is the essence of that connection? And therefore, the great Baliavata say the Indian of the breakage in the light of the eyes expresses. That in the essence, there's a great light, a great light, and there's great lights of the world. And the breakage is when it's very great and we're not able to handle that. And therefore, we go into lower areas. So What does that really mean? It means when you're looking at something, you have, when you look at it, there's really a ton of energy in what you're looking at. So let's take a simple example. will give a few examples to make this idea clear. Money, okay, you see money. Okay, what do you see when you see money? Power, yes, no, that's there. Uh, now, it, it, what else do you see? Well, That depends on how you're looking at it. A means. Well, a means, but wealth gives you anything you want. Anything you want. The more you have, the more you can want, and the more you will get. Okay, now if you keep it on that level, so what generally happens to people who have more money in the world? Look at the non-Jews in the world what correlation can you make to the amount of money that they have not everyone but i'm saying the majority more wealth means more problems. what more toys. problems <laughs> more what problems more more. arrogance what problems arrogance, arrogance. arrogance. Yeah. well and what what would it so would you say that the wealthy people have more issues with the Ice. with uh illegality Problem. yes Yes, they more, yeah. immorality, have, yeah. vices. Yes. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. Like, wait a minute. Okay, let's look at it in another way. Mm-hmm. Let's look at La someone like a Reichman, Zechrona Okay, what did he see money as? to no, have. A gift of God to transform to use, the Jewish world. Good. Yeah. Now, so that there is lights there, <laughs> there is energy there, and money is a powerful energy. And the question is, is your receptacle able to handle the light? Okay, you you wake up. Right? Yesterday, the the winner of the seven hundred seventy million dollar I don't think was claimed, or right. people are trying to claim it now. <laughs> yeah, they are trying change the number. Unbelievable. Seventy million dollars. Okay, what would you do if you had seventy million dollars, but not at the age we're at now? If you're twenty years old and you have seventy million dollars. What would you do with that? That There's a lot of light in that money. Yeah, for sure. yeah. And with that light and that money, can you handle it? Do you got a plate? Now, really, that could be the most amazing thing in the world. You, you can support yeshivas, you can support kolos, you any poor person. You could be a partner with Hashem and you're taking that 70 million. Of course, you're taking a little for yourself. You're entitled to have a little for yourself. You know, enough for bread and water. And uh, a modest, modest <laughs> apartment, a and, a, and a Toyota, you know, whatever. <laughs> Toyota, <yeah>. Lexus, <laughs> whatever. It, it, oh, not, not know, a Toyota. That's too know. nice. I, okay, whatever. I, I don't. But I was, uh, you're entitled to that. But as a partner, we keep talking about this partnership yeah. with Hashem, the partner, the give and the take, the give and receive. But you got to have a, the key to hold it. So now what happens if your clee is a small clee the clee is just thinking about yourself yeah. and maybe your family and maybe one or two pet projects you have but it's really you it's a very yeah. small clee what happens is shatters the clee shatters the clee now what's the side what, what but what determines your clee it's how your eyes are looking at things are you looking at them To create a bigger plate? Or are you looking at them to make a very small plate? If it's just for me, what I want and what I need, it's a very small plate. And all that energy, boom, destroys you. On the other hand, it could have brought great, great things to you. So that's, now, so if the person's cleave breaks, breakage means he becomes a sinner. Now he has the opportunity to do tshuva, and he could try to rebuild that plate and make it bigger. And that's a great opportunity that one has. And sometimes you find wealthy people who become balei Chuva and they realize that they should be using their money for better causes, right? So that all has to do with the odds. That's in one area. Well, let's take a look just in one other area, which will allow me to segue into another area. It's when we look at other people. And specifically, we'll talk about men looking at women. Okay, well, how do you see a woman? You know, this is the whole discussion, what is a woman? That's the very famous <laughs> discussion now, what is a woman? Well, you could do this in a Torah world and say, what is a woman? And you can look at it with, now Hashem put a lot of energies into women, as he did into men, I'm just giving one example, because got men at the table here. <laughs> and, you know, how do you look at a woman? Well, how do the goyim look at a woman? Okay, we don't have to go into great detail over there. How, how does a Hashem look at women? Well, just read Eshazchayal and you could look at what a woman is from Eshazchayal. Avon look and that's why Avon remember, when he came to Mitzrayim, he yeah. said, wow, you're beautiful. What do you mean? All of a sudden... <laughs> in a long time. Because he never looked at her in terms of beauty. Physical beauty was irrelevant. It was her. It was inside who she really is, what kind of a person she was. She's a, a portion of God on high. She was his half soul. And now, you know, and, and obviously the woman is a great um, energy yeah. that's been given to, to you. You're married to her. It's part of you. It's, it's a gift. Just like the, the man is a gift to the wife. So now if you've got a big vessel, now how do you get a big vessel? You better work on it before you get married. Mm-hmm. got to work on that to make a big vessel and all the wife you get is exactly what is good for you and now you make a great partnership with Hashem. You, your wife, and Hashem. And look at this. You produced another ambassador to the world in your children. Wow, that's a really good way of looking at things. If you look at her as just something that fulfills my desires, then what happens is the energy is too much. You've got too small of a plate, it breaks. And that's what we call divorce or unfaithfulness. So this is, so a lot is dependent on the eyes. The eyes is what creates this clea because you uh, you have to connect with what you see. Question is what are you seeing? And that's how you make your plate. You're seeing big things from a spiritual point of view, that's a big plate. If you're seeing small things just from a physical view, that's a very small plate. Now, Hashem, if Hashem wants you to grow, he, you know, and that's what Hashem blesses us incredibly. Hashem is See, see what's happening to the western civilization, it, it is breaking because they don't have a cleat that's big enough in the beginning back in the 1776 as many people are celebrating it this week right, there were people who had to a certain degree some altruistic yeah. um, uh, ideas about what a society should be like and they were trying to create as a going can, a, a big plate but the plate is getting smaller and smaller and it's exploding from inside. So with this, we can now continue. But So this is where the breakage happens when we're talking about sight. Because that's what, when you're creating your Kli. So you want to have 20-20 vision. But really you want to have what I would call, I don't know there's such a vision. <laughs> you know, You want to be able to see like x-ray vision, spiritual x-ray vision. So really see there's a neshama there, there's a neshama there, there's a neshama attitude. That's what makes the plate big. Okay, so now, but now we take it one step further, but maybe we could say also, I, I'm speaking a little bit more than what the author's saying, it's the way I'm understanding it. So you could argue on what I'm saying, but he, he's not saying all this that I've been adding in the last 15 minutes. But then he says, he can maybe explain it, in terms of service for everybody, that the whole idea of the breaking and the repair in the life of a person depends on the way a person looks at, at things. Right? And it depends on everything that a person feels by himself. Remember, you're looking at yourself also. <laughs> and you're looking at others. So there's always the way to look at it in a positive way or in a negative way. He, he just says it in that direction. I gave a different direction, but he's saying positive and negative. So therefore, if you always look at things with a positive outlook, that means you're in the world of tikkun. You're in the world of repair. We are all, you have to ask every, each and every one of us, you know, there's, there's different guys that work at construction sites. So when we had the big, the great mobble in our house, it was already over a year. Can you imagine it's over a year when the fish tank exploded on the top floor and wrecked everything. So we called the insurance company, right away, the next day, they got guys coming to demolish. Because they had to cut out some of the ceilings to to get the water out, the mill, the mildew. And, And those guys, every day, their job is to wreck. Now it's for a positive reason, but there is that Then when you want to repair it, oh, that's what took eight nine months until you get the right guy who can fix it and this and that. So even in the trades, when you're talking about remodeling homes, if a guy is like uh, the guy who's oversees it, what the manager Mm -hmm. of the trades, project Project manager, so he he's got one guy who breaks things. He's got another guy who builds things. Well, guess what? We have to all ask ourselves every day, am I a breaker or am I a fixer? And guess what? In other words, do I have a negative attitude to things or a positive attitude for things? Okay? You look at the events in your life or with other people, do we look at it as a negative way? Then we're always breaking things. If we're looking at things in a positive way, then we're fixing things. And therefore, we have this great Bechira, how do we want to look at our lives towards ourselves and towards others and our situations that we find ourselves in and realizing or not, we may not realize that we ourselves are breaking or we ourselves are repairing. So when you, you come into a group of people and you're coming in and, and saying all the, oh, it's going to rain today, but not just, you know, in a, in a positive way. It's going to rain today, so you want to have your umbrella out. It's going to rain today, dark and gloomy day, another terrible day in Canada, right? So <laughs> yeah. you're, you're breaking the environment. Yeah. You're breaking it because people are saying, oh, okay, then I guess there's nothing to do today. Yeah. You know, and if another person is cheery and happy, again or as we've always been saying for the last couple of years you have a choice in life do you want to be a victim or do you want to be an ambassador sure. right are you a victim then your plate's small and then everything that comes just breaks you further and further if you're an ambassador you say I guess you know what I have a, I'm, my plate is big and I try to make my plate as big as possible but what are you making it big with you're bigging, bringing it with the holy energies of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And therefore, this is the free will choice. Do you want to be a builder? Do you want to be a destroyer? And it manifests itself in so many ways. Now, it doesn't mean to say you can't notice negative things and want to deal with them. But you got to remember, as the PSS Narevi tells us, whenever you see something negative, all it is is a holy energy that's very powerful that's not in the right place. And therefore when you see a rambunctious eight-year-old child, you say he's gonna be a chazan when he grows up. <laughs> he he's gonna be work for Hatzalah. Yeah. Now if you knew that this eight-year-old is gonna work for Hatsala, you don't wanna bruise his ego sure. and, and and confine him. Okay, you gotta control him a little bit. You can't destroy the school, but it's a positive way of doing it, and a negative way of doing it. You can either Break a child? When you, how do you break the child? You know you're nothing. You never got mountain. You have a shake at you, and you do this and that. And if you don't turn around you know. So, oh, so I don't got much of a plate. Okay, if I don't have much of a plate, I might Why as well I... be a bad guy. <laughs> but if you say, "Mama tzaddik," you're the best guy in the world. We love you so much. You have so Hashem gave you so many koiches. Mommy, so many crutches, you know. There's another boy who's very sad. Let me go over to him and make him feel a little better. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. And give the guy jobs to make him feel great and to use those talents. Because he's got energy that's got to come out. So, so what do you say? Sit in that seat and don't you dare get out for the next 10 hours. You're going to break him. But if you tell him run around and, and do things that are positive, you're going to make this happen. So with this, we can begin to understand very... Uh, Difficult to understand story at the end of this week's Parshas Balak. Parshas Balak, as I don't know if you had a chance to hear the uh, the Shabbos, uh, not the Shabbos, the Parsha class, uh, the Parsha class discussed all the tshuva that the Jews did in Parshas Chukas. I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but through all the stories of Parshas Chukas it was the new generation, and the new generation. Had repaired the damage of the old generation. They weren't afraid to go into Eretz Yisrael. They were fighting battles already with the people on the East Bank. There were giants. Remember, last uh, in Shalach, there's giants. We're not going to be able to conquer them. And this week's Parsha, they go out to battle a giant. Well, what happened to all that fear of the giants? No, no, no. We're, they're giants. So what? Remember, this is the next generation. They're getting a bigger plate, and they're doing uh, and they're fighting this and that and all these things, and they, you see a lot of correction that's being made, and so that's a great and and you're ending Parsha Sukhas. Wow, it's amazing. Okay, now this week's Parsha, which the Jews are totally unaware of, that happens. It's the only Parsha that nobody knew what was going on with with. Bullock hiring Bilam, and Billam tries to curse the Jews and he can't curse them. What does that really mean? It means that, you know, they've, they've, they've arrived. The Jews are not, I can't find anything wrong with them. Even if he's trying, Hashem's not letting him. They've arrived and Billam could only see the good in them. Now, of course he was trying to curse them. So what was going on over there? So some of the uh, holy books write as follows I don't understand but Billam had a 100% track record he cursed you boom you were gone he blessed you you were great okay he was using all these evil powers to make this happen because as you know Hashem has energies coming down and part of all the energies is this little energy of discipline punishment very small and if you catch it you, you're able to hijack that energy and that was Balaam's power so what? It, so Balaam doesn't succeed now how is this happening so the Swarm explained because Hashem, Hashem changed the spiritual energy of the world he made a radical change you know as if you want to date yourself uh, you know when, I don't even know the words, when the moon is in the seventh, whatever, and Jupiter's aligned with Mars, in then the comes the dawning of, of the age of Aquarius. Yeah, yeah. That was a big one in the yeah. early 70s, I think. Right here. Yeah. Right? So, uh, anyway, so uh, there is an age of Aquarius, meaning to say Hashem can create unbelievable energies that are just coming down into the world. Now, if Balaam's trying to curse the Jews, how does God? toward that he brings in incredible holy energies of love incredible uh, just the plate is overwhelmed with love and Bilam um, gets broken by it because he's such a nasty guy he can't take all that and he he's trying to curse a blessing is coming out of his mouth so it's not working And that's because Hashem's love for the Bnei Yisrael. because really, on paper, Bilaam could have succeeded. He could have succeeded. No matter how good the Jews are, he has some gift that God gave him. But of course, God's God. So Hashem says, okay, very simple. I I can't change the permanent running of the world, but temporarily I could put in more energy of good. Now, Bilaam, after failing three times, is not a fool. So what does he do? He tells uh, Bullock, okay, I see I couldn't do this. I'm going to give you a piece of advice. Mm-hmm. Try to seduce the Jewish men into morality. God hates that. And you can accomplish... I, now, where is this coming from? Why does he think it's going to work? What are you talking about? In Egypt, the Jews were there for all that time, and we would be most vulnerable to morality? Doesn't go. You're suggesting this? And the Jews were never... There's no incident of immorality in the 40 years in the desert. And now... So why is, that the, why is that the suggestion? And it worked! How could it be? We just got done in Chukah saying they're on a very high level. They're ready to go there and Sisral. So what happened is Billam, he's so smart. He knows, you know, we're going to give him an extra dose of energy, of light... Of supreme love light, yeah. <laughs> and they're not aware of it, and they're hit with this in a way they never experienced before, almost the way David HaMelech got hit with Bashev. Mm-hmm. And all, and therefore, when you you do what you normally do, but you don't know that there's extra energy there, yeah. you're gonna make big mistakes. And th- what happened was the Jews are ready to go out there it's just raw. but Hashem says if you're really ready to go out there it's just raw. you gotta be able to handle even things you're still not yet ready for and therefore what does he get? Do? He gives them a ton of love energy and now when they're looking at these beautiful Midianite women they are not ready to handle this new dose of what they're seeing they were used to seeing very modest women right All of a sudden, they're in this other place. But it's more than that. It's that energy that Hashem puts from time to time energies that just are there. How did Bilam know about that? Because his curses didn't work. He said, how come my curses always work? Why are they not working? And he knows it's not his fault. It means he knows Hashem is rewiring creation. And since he's rewiring creation in the way of love, right. where curses can't come, so what happens? Now we get the the world of Woodstock, mm-hmm. right? You see, Hashem put an energy. Woodstock was sixty-eight, right? Sixty-nine. Sixty-nine. When was the Six Day War? Sixty-seven. Sixty-seven. How could that happen? Wow. Or really, really, if you want to be truthful, after World War Two. Good energies. Hashem had to make up for all the bad energies. Good energies, success, love, all these things. Okay, and in certain ways, it's very good. But then what happened? The, the, the bozos at Woodstock—they decided to take the love all the way in a different place, right? And that—and that's what they did. with Because Hashem is showering the world with love now, to make up for the Holocaust. In order so that people will want to rebuild, and all these things. That's what the energy was for. But it could be misused. So in Bilaam. Knows, you know, God. God uses judgment. Forty years in the desert. God is as a very high level, high expectations. And and now, but then He says, "It's, it's not working." So it's shifting. So now whatever the lights coming. They're not ready to handle it, and the cleave breaks. And all of a sudden, they they look they they're the way they were looking at things. They weren't ready. They didn't have enough lessons in looking at things that way. And therefore, those must. Be destroyed, And the, now this becomes a new lesson we have to learn before we go into the land of Canaan because there's going to be a lot more love coming and you're going to have to learn to deal with those situations and you have to do tshuva in those situations. So it's how we look at things. So this is the parsha where after so great at chukas that we managed to complete tshuva and then still Hashem could send certain energies that you're not ready for and there isn't this balance of how to take it in. Now there were some who were saying, maybe we could be Makar of these women. Maybe it's the age of Mashiach. And we can all convert them all and they'll all become part of Klal Yisrael. But you guys didn't know how to handle that energy. Yes, maybe it's all true, but you got to have a bigger plate even to handle the energy, right? Which they weren't, and therefore they failed. Okay, that concludes our discussion on breaking the worlds and repairing them. Okay.